are getting real caught up with our prayers because we know that powerful, purposeful prayer paves the way for the impossible to become possible. Years ago, I had a minister say the success of any Christian endeavor, it's based on the prayer behind it. So we at Heart of the Bay, we're succeeding. We are excelling. We are going higher in the things of God. And we are going to offer our supply in prayer because we know that we serve a God who does hear and who does answer prayer. So uh, please come to these meetings. You will be blessed and we will go higher in the things of God. We mentioned this morning, Pastor mentioned it a while ago, that we were at Winter Bible Seminar. It was really a good time of impartation. We were greatly encouraged seeing what Rain is doing around the world. And we were blessed in the morning times just to, to be able to sit under uh, Pastor Lynette Hagen, Mrs. Lynette Hagen, and then to pray together. It's awesome when you pray. I know what it does for me. It stirs up on the inside of me how big God is, how much he wants to do, how true that his word is. And while we were sitting in those sessions, you know, I was thinking about Sunday night as well, this tonight. And uh, we have been teaching along the lines of prayer. Pastor has the last couple of Sunday mornings. I have the last couple of uh, Sunday nights. And this just came up in my spirit. Great expectations. Great expectations. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight. And uh, you may have been a reader. You may have heard of that classic novel by Charles Dickens called Great Expectations. How many of you have heard of it at least? It was based upon, uh, the story was based upon a little orphan boy that was adopted by a wealthy family. And as he's seeing all of these things for the first time, he's seeing, you know, this beautiful house. He's seeing people can go to school and college. He's seeing all these different things. And one of the things that he said was, I have great expectations about my future because he saw a whole new world and he saw that, hey, I can do this. There's a bigger world than what I ever knew was out there. There's great possibilities. And you know what? That's the way we ought to feel about our future. It's not based upon our abilities, but it's based upon Him. Hallelujah. We have faith, confidence, and trust in a great, big, wonderful God. And we are expecting a bright future. How many of you are expecting a bright future? Now, I know... In the natural, that unless there's a change and there's a turn in our nation, that our nation is going to experience some hard times. And people are saying that. We realize that. But not for the church. That's what I'm declaring. It might be rough for the world, but it's going to be glorious for the church. Because my God is faithful. And we pray in faith. We pray in boldness. We pray in confidence. Expecting His word to come to pass. Pastor shared this scripture last Sunday morning, but I'm going to start with it tonight. First John chapter five, verse 14 and 15. And I want to look at it out of the amplified version. And this is the confidence, the assurance 
The privilege of boldness. You know, it's a privilege to be able to boldly come to the throne room of grace. It's a privilege to know who we are in Christ Jesus. It is a privilege to know that God's word is true and it is settled. Millions of people don't know that. Millions of Christians have no boldness to pray. But this says, woo, the privilege of boldness, which we have in him, we are sure Are you sure that if we ask anything, make any request according to his will, what is his will? His word in agreement with his own plan that he listens to and he hears us. Verse 15, and since we positively know that he listens to us, In whatever we ask, we also know with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted to us as our present possessions the request made of him. Some powerful words in this passage. Confidence, assurance, boldness. Settled. Absolute. Hallelujah. We can know absolutely that God hears and answers our prayers. That sounds like to me, when I pray, I have great expectations. Woo! That it is going to come to pass. And if you're not sure of the prayers that you are praying, then you need to get into the Word and find a scripture to stand upon. I heard someone say this years ago. Actually, it might have been me, but I'm going to quote myself because I think it's good. (laughs) Know the promises. Pray the promises. And receive the promises. Was that you? Oh, it was him. Okay. Well, we're one. We're one. What can I say? I, did, I just had quote and I didn't have down there who it came from, so I thought it might have been myself. Know the promises. Pray the promises. And receive the promises. Oh, George is saying it was him. Well, whatever. God gets the credit. It's a good, good quote nonetheless. <laughs> so you know what? Let's just say this right now. Say, I'm in faith. I'm I'm standing on the word. word. All that he has promised promised shall come to pass. pass. I have great great expectation in my great God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, sometimes when you have gone before the Lord and you have made a, laid a petition out there and you have prayed in faith, there's something called time. The passage of time sometimes can allow us to get a little bit discouraged, allow and cause us to back off of the promises. But I want to encourage you tonight to keep your expectation going. Keep your eyes upon him. How do you keep your expectation great? 
You keep it looking at a great God and looking at the promises in the Word. Pastor, tonight, uh, this morning, he highlighted that wonderful account, one of my favorite Bible stories in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, when uh, the Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel were surrounded by all of the enemy. And I'm certainly not going to recount the whole passage, but there's a verse in there. Uh, I wrote it down. I believe it's verse 12, when he gathered all the people together to pray and to seek the Lord. And there's a famous line in there that he said. Actually, it was in a song that we sang tonight. Lord, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Have you ever faced something where you did not know what to do. You didn't have the answer in the natural. But isn't it good to be able to look up and just say, Lord, my eyes are on you. My expectation is in you. Hallelujah. Doesn't that just, that just feels good. That just feels right. So I think we ought to do it. Lift your hands and just look up and say, Lord, my eyes are on you. My expectation is in you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, the psalmist David, he had such great revelation about looking to the Lord, hoping in the Lord, depending upon the Lord. Psalm 62, verse 5, as a matter of fact, (laughs) he said, My soul waits silently for God alone. And then read that last part. For my expectation is from Him. My expectation is in Him. It's from Him. It's on Him. Hallelujah. Now just listen to a couple of simple definitions of the word expect. (laughs) Expect simply means to look forward to. With excitement. To anticipate. Hallelujah. What is anticipation? Anticipation is to look forward to as to a certain pleasurable event. We were just in Oklahoma at Winter Bible. And every time that we go down there, I have an anticipation that we are going to receive an impartation. And we always do that spiritually. But on Thursday, we drove down to see uh, my sister and just getting on the road. I have an expectation. I have an an anticipation that I'm going to eat at Clicks and I'm going to eat the best New York steak. I I mean, uh, filet mignon I've ever had. Clicks is a restaurant. In Pawnee, Pawnee's a little bitty town, but it made one of the, I don't know, top restaurants in Oklahoma. These filet mignons, now I don't want to make you hungry, but they're so tender, you can cut it with a butter knife, almost with your fork. It's yummy. So, hey, I had an expectation and an anticipation of a pleasurable event, and I wasn't disappointed. Yay, I got to go there and eat this steak. Now, another great illustration about expectation. You know, when a woman is pregnant, another phrase that we use is she's what? She's expecting. 
Now, when she's maybe one month, two months, three months, you really can't look at her in the natural and see anything and tell that she is expecting. Now, remember when, uh, particularly when I was pregnant for the first time with our oldest son, John, you know, there's something exciting about that. When you're, you're first pregnant and you're like, yay, this is a new experience. And maybe you've been believing God and you've been waiting to have this baby. I was 24 years old when uh, I was expecting John. But I remember it back in the day. It's not like that now. But back in the day, you actually had to go buy maternity clothes. So I'm like two or three months pregnant. I go and buy these tents. They were like tents. You know, I wanted to wear these gigantic clothes around hoping somebody would ask if I was pregnant. If they came up and felt around, there, well, you know, you couldn't see anything. You couldn't feel anything, but I wanted to look pregnant. I wanted to act pregnant I because I was expecting. But then when you get into that seventh, eighth, ninth month, is there any doubt? You don't have to go up and tell everybody, I'm expecting Everybody, and didn't you kind of, I kind of hated that, and I know I do it to people too, but everybody was patting your belly, rubbing your belly. Strangers just feeling that they had the freedom to just pat your belly and to ask you when you were due. But it was apparent that you were expecting. Well, you know, I think that with the church, we need to be pregnant with His promises. It may not be real evident right now, but something is growing on the inside. It seems like the church has been at a little bit of, of a wall as far as, a, you know, the spiritual activity and the moving of the spirit and those things. But that doesn't mean that something's not about to happen soon and very soon what we've been pregnant with what we've been carrying on the inside of us it's going to be evident because there's about to be an explosion in the realm of the spirit can i get a witness hallelujah i want to encourage you because i see some new victims i mean some new people that haven't heard this illustration that I like to use. How many of you have not heard me tell about the Chinese bamboo tree? Oh, yay! There's some people who have never heard it. Good, that's what I thought, so I get to tell it again. The Chinese bamboo tree. This is an unusual tree. It's the kind of tree where you plant the seed and you water it, and you water it for the first month. You don't see anything. But you've got to keep watering it. You keep watering it. For the sixth month, you don't even see a sprout. Can you say nothing? The first year, you keep watering it. And what do you see? Nothing. This goes into years. Keep watering and keep watering this seed. And you do the same thing year after year. The second year, say the third year, the fourth year. Do you think you, if you were the person planting that seed, you get a little bit discouraged? After four years, you might even forget 
where the seed was. You got to put like, you know, farmers do. They put a little stake. When we used to have a garden at the end of the row, my mom would put this little stake and she'd uh, put the picture of what the seed was that she planted there because you didn't want to forget when it came up. Okay, now, is that green beans? Is that okra? What was that? So that's what they would do. Put a little stake at the end of the row with a picture on there. So these people that plant these shiny bamboo trees, they probably got to put a stake there with a picture because you'd forget after four years and six months, four years and nine months, four years and ten months, eleven months. Nothing. 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 But in the fifth year, this is a scientific fact, sometime during the fifth year, this bamboo seed shoots up out of the ground and it grows 90 feet in six weeks. 90 feet in six Weeks, sometime during that fifth year. So when it looked like nothing, nothing, nothing for four years and ten months, eleven months, into the beginning of the fifth year, and it looked like nothing, it really wasn't nothing. Something, something, something was happening underground. That seed opens up and it bursts out and a root goes here and a root goes there and these roots spread out for many, many feet underneath the ground because that little seed knows in the fifth month there's going to be rapid growth. It's going to shoot up 90 feet in six weeks so it has to have this root system underground to sustain that rapid growth. That's what's been happening in the church for the last year. It might look like nothing, nothing, but the church is building the base. Hallelujah. Woo, you know something's happening in Europe. It looks like it's all been nothing, nothing, nothing. But you guys have been faithful, and you've been praying, and you've been preaching the word. Many people, we met a lot of people, Raymond's touching Europe, and a lot of them were saying, you know, it, there's something, there's something, there's something shaking, there's something changing. Hallelujah. The word is working. Hallelujah. And it's about to shoot up glory to God. Hallelujah. Are you expecting? Keep watering the seed. Keep your faith active. Hallelujah. Woo! I believe the church is in the fifth year. I believe the church is in that time where it's just going to spring up. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. We're going to see what we've been praying for. We believe every single word of God. We believe the promises of God. Now, David said again over in Psalms 27, verse 14, in the Amplified. Wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage. Let your heart be stout and enduring. 
Yes, wait for, hope for, and do what? Expect the Lord. Are you expecting the Lord? Woo! Are you expecting something good to happen to you today? Glory be to God. We are expecting the Lord to do what? Do something good. Are you expecting surprises? Are you expecting suddenlies? Hallelujah. Are you anticipating breakthroughs? We taught in January that this is the year of the breaking loose. Are you still expecting God to show up, show out, break loose, breakthroughs for you? Another passage in Psalms. Psalms. 130, verse 5, again in the Amplified. I wait for the Lord. How do we wait? I expectantly wait. And in His Word, I do hope. It's not wasted time to wait upon the Lord. When we're in His presence, we need to be expectantly waiting upon him waiting doesn't mean that you just lay down on your bed and take a nap you know you could fall asleep in his presence but waiting means that you are waiting with an expectancy you're just in his presence saying lord i don't know what you're going to do but i know it's good i don't know how you're going to change this situation but i know it's going to be awesome i'm expecting lord i wait on you to do what i cannot do for myself Woo! hallelujah i'm waiting upon you lord i'm expecting you to move on the heart of my loved one. I'm expecting you, Lord, to touch my body afresh and anew and to strengthen me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. Because doesn't the Bible say in Isaiah 40, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Woo, hallelujah. That's waiting expectantly. That's waiting on the Lord and expecting Him to renew your strength so that you can mount up, (coughs) excuse me, mount up with wings of eagles. Run and not be weary. Hallelujah. I'm expecting to take a drink of water here. (coughs) Hallelujah. Now let's put that back up there. Psalms 130, verse 5. I want to look at it again. I wait for the Lord. I expectantly wait. And in His Word, I do hope. When we are in great expectation, there is that element of hope. Hope. What is hope? Hope defined as confident, favorable expectation. When we have that, we're anticipating good. With outstretched necks, we're looking. We're looking here, and we're looking there, and we're just looking for blessings to show up and to overtake us. We're anticipating answers 
to prayer. Hallelujah. Now another few that we want to look at here. Proverbs 23 verse 18. In the Amplified. For surely there is a latter end and a future and a reward and your hope and your expectation shall not be cut off. Surely there is a latter end. There is a future and there is a reward. God knows your end from your beginning. And it's good. He's got good things in store for you. And you know, he knows the end from the beginning for our nation. We need to be having a great expectation for our nation. God is not finished with the United States of America. He knows the beginning. This nation was created on godly principles. This nation was founded on people that by people that came here for religious freedom. There's been a lot of turmoil in our nation through the years, but God's hand has always been upon us and he's always sustained us and it's not going to be any different now. But you and I, we have to stay in faith. We have to pray in faith. We have to speak Write words over our nation and over our leaders. And as we're getting ready to elect a new president and vice president, I don't know who the candidate should be. We need to be praying the right person, the right people in positions of authority. We need to be expecting God to intervene, God to calumbro sabahaha, to cause the right person to rise on the scene and it's not just about praying for those that are running it's about praying for people in our nation Christians non-Christians that they will be moved upon to vote for the right person hallelujah for sure that Christians will rise up You know, we can't complain about what's going on in our nation if we don't vote Holy Ghost. That's all I'll say about that. I can't tell you who to vote for, but I can tell you for as many as are led by the Spirit of God. They are the sons of God. It's not led by our pocketbook. It's not led by emotions, led by our reasoning, led by our hearts. Amen. <clears throat> yeah, you know, and when we were down at uh, Winter Bible this week, wow, uh, <laughs> Miss Lynette Hagen, she, she didn't know it was going to happen, but one night she received an, an honorary doctorate degree, which obviously she deserves, being married to Pastor Ken. You know, that would be a qualification enough. But not <laughs> <laughs> he he he's been a doctorate for got his doctor doctorate for a while. But anyway, they've been married like fifty years. And uh so she boy, she was bold. And uh, she kept saying, you know, 
We can't be even be led by prophecy. I know there's a lot of prophecy out there. I know this Christian leader and that Christian leader is saying this is the person and that is the person. You know, I really don't know. But I'm not going to be led by prophecy. I'm not going to let anybody else cast my vote. I'm going to vote Holy Ghost. How about you? For as many as are led by the Spirit of the living God. And we need to be praying over that. And I know we're going to be praying this week over these uh, particular areas. Now, I want to exhort you. I want to encourage you. If I could, I would torment you, make you come, whatever. Make sure. No, I'm not going to torment you. Harass you to come. Guilt you to come. No, no, no. That's not. Scratch that from the CD. No, but I am exhorting you to come because it's so important that we pray. Hallelujah. So this verse again here, Proverbs 23:18. For surely there is a latter end and a future and a reward and your hope and your expectation shall not be cut off. I like that word reward. Do you like to be rewarded? Hallelujah. Well, what the reward of having a bright future is that we put it in the Lord's hands. We look to Him and we pray in the Spirit. We pray out His will, His plan, and His purpose. Then your future will be bright. Amen? Because it's His will. Now, that same passage out of the message is really interesting. I like this. <clears throat> That's where your future Lies, then you won't be left with an armload of nothing. No armloads of nothing for us. Hallelujah. What are we going to have? Armloads of blessings. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. And it's not just armloads of blessings for us four and no more. It's armloads of blessings for our land, for our nation. It's breakthroughs for our land and for our nation. We are not going to come up with armloads of nothing when we get to the end of this election. It's not going to be, whoa, the wrong person and all these horrible things. No, we're having armloads of blessings. As a matter of fact, can you practice with me? Say, I'm not having armloads of nothing. I'm having armloads of blessings. Now do like this. Whoa, so heavy. Heavy and weighty with everything good. I'm expecting arm loads of blessings. How about you? Do you agree with that? Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. When it comes to our praying, that's what we're anticipating. I'm anticipating major breakthroughs this, this week. You know, I've learned this through the years and 
through the years. I've been saved a long, long time. Been filled with the Holy Ghost since I was 11 years old. And that's a long time. That's like, ah, wow, it's going to be 50 years. 50 years. 50 years. Not 60. (laughs) He's not very good in math. (laughs) I'm 61. So, 50 years. Been filled with the Holy Ghost. And one thing that I have seen about praying, God is so faithful. When I go to pray, I always have an expectation. And this is the thing. Prayer is a seed. And when you sow a seed, you can expect a return. When you sow your finances, do you say, oh, no, there there it goes. Goodbye. I'll never see it again. Start crying over it. No, you sow your seed in faith. Expect it when I give it shall be given back to me. Well, I established this many, many years ago. Lord, I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for the lost. I'm going to pray for my nation. I'm going to pray for people that are hurting. And there have been times that I've got down on my knees, got on my face before the Lord, and I was hurting. There were things going on in my life. There were things going on in my family life. But I acted on that scripture. Greater love has no man than this, and that he lay down his life for his friend. I'm going to lay down my life right now and pray for something bigger than myself. I'm going to pray for the lost. Because as much as I might be hurting right now, I know I'm on my way to heaven. There's no greater blessing than to know that Jesus is your Lord. So just that very fact, knowing I'm saved, i got something to be thankful for. And in those times of laying down our lives to pray for somebody else, I can't tell you I wasn't even praying about my needs, but just praying for someone else. Praying for the lost. I'm asking God to stir that in me again. You know, in times past, I could hardly get on my knees and pray for the lost without just travail coming on me. You can't make yourself travail. But I'm asking him to stir that up in my spirit again. But there's a blessing when you pray for someone else. And I've just got to the point that I expect him, not in a demanding way, but Lord, here I am. I'm using my faith. I'm giving you my voice on behalf of the lost, on behalf of hurting, dying, sighing humanity. While I'm doing this, Lord, I'm expecting expecting. that you're working the situation out in my life. Countless times without me spending hours and hours of prayer over the situation while I'm praying for somebody else, God takes care of my situation. Our prayers ought to be bigger than us. It's great. You know, you have to pray for your own needs. You have to pray for your family. I'm not saying that. But I believe God is calling this church to stretch. He's calling us to touch His heart. The heart of the Father is big. He's not willing that any should perish. 
And he's looking for avenues. He's looking for vessels that will get out of themselves and get, you know, just get out of just me, myself, and I, us four, and no more mentality. And see people like he sees people. And to pray with his heart. And at the same time, expecting great things on behalf of those that we're praying for. But you can expect him to move on your behalf while you're praying for other people. Because prayer is a seed. You sow that seed and you expect a return. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, I don't have a long word tonight. And I feel like I'm going to, I think we're going to just stop right now. The thing that we're going to do tonight is we are going to pray to pray. We are going to pray. You all can go ahead and stand. We are going to pray. We are going to pray that what needs to be prayed out this coming week, that there will be unction and there will be liberty in this place.